Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're going to be talking about uh, several uh, topics today. One about uh, missionaries. The other uh, about just knowing who we are as righteousness. And what was the other one, Richard? Persecution. Yeah, persecution. Duh. You got to read Hebrews chapter 5. Yes, yes. And, and this applies to everything. And again, this broadcast is called Faith on Fire. Designed to ignite one's faith on fire. But look what the word says. And this is kind of the basis of uh, why we exist. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. And it reads, For though by this time you are to be teachers. Now he's assuming you've been saved for quite some time. Say you ought to be teachers. I'm going to say, yet you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he or she is a baby. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And I said earlier, that means you have revelation knowledge and just not information knowledge. Like Paul said in Ephesians 1.17, he prayed for the body of Christ, the church, that they would receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of God, of Jesus, meaning that we would have understanding. And I always say this, in the garden when Adam sinned, he fell from revelation knowledge to information knowledge. Hence, we're in the information age. And, and Jesus came to restore us back, to bring us back up to revelation knowledge. And revelation is mysteries that's been not been revealed. But God wants to reveal them, things to us through his word, through his Holy Spirit that dwells in us. And again, I believe the church has done a bad job of communicate, communicating the gospel with simplicity. They made, and on the missionary subject they made us think that being a missionary mean foreign you have to go a long distance from your home well you gotta to go be to at least africa or yeah China. yeah at least <laughs> at least south america you got to get out your city and, and that's not the truth because the scripture tells us in corinthians that we are ministers of reconciliation meaning when we got born again part of our job is to go tell people the good news spread right, the, the gospel commission yeah that's the great com- and that's for everybody it's just not for ministry leaders it's for everybody. And 
we understand. I, I like it that you said that, though, because a lot of people, and you talk to them, I talk to them, who think that the that growing the church is the pastor's job. Right. What else do we pay you for, right? No. And so, so many people think that they're they're off the hook on that, that, that somehow that's the pastor's job, maybe a few other leaders, but they certainly have no responsibility in sharing the gospel. Their job anyway. is, they feel their job is just to come and... and and be religious fat cats, just get fed and, and just blow up and blow up. But the pastor's job is to proclaim and demonstrate the gospel. And we do that by teaching and preaching the uncompromised word of God, which equips the saints for the work of ministry. Right. Part of the work of ministry is that you grow up and get off milk and get on some meat and have some understanding. And understanding again that you are a minister of reconciliation if you're saved. You are an ambassador for Christ, and your mission field is right outside of your door. <laughs> it's yeah, your you workplace. Don't have to go very far. Yeah, it's your workplace. It's you at the Safeway. It's you wherever you go. Gas station, wherever. Right. Yeah, that's Park. that's your mission field. Jesus said the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of harvest of the harvest that He will send out workers into His field. So the the earth is His field, and He so loves people. God loves people. That's our message. It's the message of love. It's the good news, the gospel. It's not ministry of condemnation. It's the ministry of reconciliation. That's why we're called ministers of reconciliation. See, and as we talk about subjects like this, we are not trying to beat people up. We're not, we don't want people oh, to be that. listening to this going, oh, man, there they go, harping on us again, and trying to make us feel bad because we're not doing it. No, it's to remind people of what it is that God's called them to do, to put their faith on fire, to ignite their faith on fire. Yeah, he and, and part of our mission statement at our ministry at Raymond Word of Faith is we're co-laboring with Jesus Christ to, to save souls, heal hearts, and transform lives. Again, that's for all of us. We're co-laboring. Jesus says, go into all the world. Then he says, and lo, I'll with you to the ends of the we earth. We can't do anything without him. Right, right, right. He says, I'm, I'm going to be with you. So we have to know that he's we're co-laboring with him. It's just not us by ourselves because he told, he gave us a, a mandate to go. And he said, and I'll be with you to the ends of the earth. I'm with you. So go. And too often, you know, one of the reasons why people, and, and we'll get back to this Hebrews chapter 5 verse, but one of the reasons why people don't want to go is fear. They're afraid somebody might ask them something they don't know. They're afraid that they might not know the Bible verse that says something. And so a lot of times fear holds people back because they're, they're just afraid they might not know enough. So I might not want to talk to somebody because what if I look dumb well, in front of them? What that, if I don't know the answer? And that goes back to the scripture we read. You're obviously still on milk, but you, you don't have your senses exercised to discern both good and evil. When you're built up, and I always use this example, when we bring home a newborn from the hospital, we don't break out a steak for them because we know they're not able to handle a steak, chew up a steak. They need milk. But once we get of age, you can start feeding that child solid food. And again, with us, we have to go from milk to meat to solid food. And, and that's the word. The scripture tells Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. So we ought to increase in the knowledge of the Lord's will and his will is found in his word. So as we're growing, if you say you've been saved for 10 years, you, you should have some evidence of that. You should start looking like that more 20 years. Okay. I'm increasing. 
and the knowledge of the will. It tells us in Colossians that that's God's desire, that we increase in the knowledge of the Lord's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So, again, if that's if you're still dealing with fear, you probably need to meditate on the scripture where it says, the Lord has not given me a spirit of fear. And also the love, power, says, and mind. he will give us the words we need to say. Right. When a Christian says, you know, I, I, I knew I wanted to talk to them, but I was a little bit scared because I was, wasn't sure what to say. What you're really saying there is that God's not going to keep his promise to give you the words. He, he promises us that he'll give us the words to speak. And so we just merely have to believe his promise and then we can go speak. Well, that's the basic of, of, of our faith. We believe. That's what faith is. We believe. But here's the deal. We have to believe. I said yesterday at Sunday services the other day, God has a lot to say. Look at the 66 books in the, in the Bible. So he, God has a lot to say, and he wants us to know his will. He wants to know what he said, because that's what he watches over to perform. So our job now is to grow in the knowledge of the Lord's will, which is found in his word. And once we do that, we put faith in it. And here's the thing for Christians, something called biblical meditation. Meditation gives you revelation. Meditation is a spiritual process that transforms what we believe. And again, we got to start believing the word of God. That's what Jesus said when he started his earthly ministry in Mark chapter 1, verse 14. It said he came saying that the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. So as we're growing as Christians, we got to keep believing the gospel, which is the word of God. You got to keep believing it and how you can really believe at an accelerated rate. Just take a scripture or two and meditate it. Eat that. Get full off that. Remember, the scripture says in Matthew five, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. God's desire is to fill us with the knowledge of his will, but he's, that's going to take some time. So we... Well, see, it, we have to hunger and thirst for it, too. Right. We ha we ha when, if you're going to go eat, whether it's at home or wherever, you have an appetite. you're going to have to go, unless your husband or wife brings it to you in bed or whatever, you're going to have to get up and go sit at the table, go to the restaurant, and go. You're going to have to go to the food. And not only that, you're going to have to have an appetite. But I mean, yeah, you you're going to have to make an effort to go get the food. Right. And when he says hunger and thirst, we, we need to get to the point where we want to go get more of God's word. We want to go get more of the food. I'm hungry for you. I have a passion for Christ. And he says, because you have a passion for me, I'm going to reveal some things to you. And I'm going to, and we know that all through the scriptures, the people that drew near to God, he filled them. Gideon. Gideon felt insufficient too. Jacob wrestled with God. Scripture says, he said, I ain't going to let you go till you bless me. <laughs> Everybody, and that's with us today. All we have to do, the scripture says, draw near to him and he'll not draw near to you. That's first. He said, draw near to him first and he'll draw near to you. Well, he's still in his word, but back to biblical meditation. Meditate just a little bit. Don't try to meditate the whole Bible. Get a couple of scriptures and ponder those. Start feeding on them. Feed on them for a week. And watch what God does. He'll reveal the deep things to you. He'll give you some revelation. And again, revelation is designed to transform what you believe. Remember, the scripture says, if you can believe, all things are possible. So I got to start meditating on the God word, God's word because that's what he watches over to perform. So as I meditate on it, it's going to transform my image. It's gonna, that seed is going to grow up into an image of my redemption 
I'm going to now believe what he said rather than believe what the circumstances or the facts say. The fact says, Gideon, you're insufficient. <laughs> you can't do it, David. That giant is too big. But the spirit of the Lord says, remember Proverbs 20, 27, it says the spirit of, of man is the candle of the Lord lighting all the inward parts of the body. God uses our spirit to talk to us. And Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words, he said, it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and are life. And in Hebrews, his word is living and powerful and sharpening into his head. So once we start partaking of that word, it's spirit. It's going to speak to our spirit. It's going to empower you to do what God's called you to do. Right. He ain't going to tell you to go and then equip you to go. Right. And we have to constantly hunger and thirst after it. The average American goes three or four hours and all of a sudden they're starting, I'm starving. What are we going to have to eat? We see them and in the church services. <laughs> But I mean, it's just—it's amazing, oh. you know. Three or four hours, and and I'm starving. I gotta have something to eat. And the average American is, and yet we can go three or four hours, three or four days, three or four weeks, without well, opening God's word. Maybe and that's what Jesus meant when he said, "Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word." He said, "Don't just live off food alone." He said, "This this word is food." He said it was a medicine. You know, one of the verses here though that you read earlier is is interesting. It says, "By this time." You ought to be teachers. How long is that time? Because, right. and maybe it's a little different for everybody, I guess, but people can use that for an excuse. Well, I've only been a Christian for X amount of years, and so I really shouldn't be expected to do that. And yet, I believe that God wants us to mature much faster than the average Christian does. I know he does, because he can do things in an accelerated rate. That's what meditation does. And it doesn't have to be age, chronological age, for this maturity. Both of my daughters grew up around church, grew up in the Word, both became believers at a very young age, and by the time they were 15, they knew more Bible and were more spiritual than most of the adults Well, God's no I respect to persons. He just said, he said this, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. He didn't say, then they got to be at least 20. No, he didn't say that. We know all, David. David, scripture says he was a man after God's own heart. God used him when he was a teenager. And God does that. He says, I just want somebody to believe. And give me a willing vessel. Yeah, send me, Lord, I'll go. And, and this is the kind of thing, though, I think that everybody has to look at themselves. Because when you read this verse and you say to yourself, is, is, could that possibly be me? Am I 40 years old and I've been a Christian for 20 years and all I know is John 3.16? I don't know anymore. I haven't really learned any more than that. Um, am I 60 years old? I've been a Christian for, for 40 years and I don't really know anything. And so we, I think this is the kind of verse that he speaks and each person has to look at themselves as an individual, not to point a finger at somebody else and say, man, that person ought to be a lot more spiritual than they are, but to look at themselves and ask themselves, am I, am I as mature as God would want me to be? Have I, have I been hungering and thirsting after God's word? Have I been learning about God's word? Where am I? Is, is he talking about me when he says this verse, when he says, by now you should be more spiritually mature, you should be eating solid food? Is he talking to me? And so one of the things as we talk about this issue here today and maybe for another one is for people to look at themselves, ask God to shine that mirror on you. 
not to worry about what somebody else is doing or not doing. What somebody else, oh, the, yeah, they need to be much more mature than they are. They're not doing well. But to ask God to shine that mirror on us and see how we're doing it. Is this me? And what do I need to do if it is? What would God have me to do to become more spiritually mature? Clearly, the answer is here, study. Hunger and thirst after his word. You've, That's it. That's you're not. Key. You, most people in America are overweight because we eat too much food. We don't yeah, get fast food. We don't we get food. fat because we don't. We eat too little food, and lots of Christians are very lean because we don't eat enough spiritual food. We don't get into our Bible enough. We're starving spiritually, to, right? To know what it says, and so we are. the The church is much weaker than it needs to be or should be because it doesn't understand, as he says here. You don't understand the teaching about righteousness, that who we are. I think really what he's talking about here as much as anything else is that we don't understand who we are. We talk a lot on this broadcast about who we are. Mm -hmm. God wants you to be righteous, not by following rules, not by do's and don'ts, but by following the spirit. And as we read his word, as we commit ourselves to him, as we ask the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us, this is how we mature. This is how we begin to come to a fuller understanding of who we are. We're the child of God. As a believer, I am a child of the God who spoke this universe into existence. There's absolutely nothing he will hold back from me. There's absolutely nothing, no gift that he won't give to me. There's absolutely nothing that he will withhold. And we got to get a hold of that fact that... What do I need to worry about? What do I need to have fear about? What do I need to fret about? What do I need to be anxious about? Because the God who spoke this universe into existence is my father and has promised me that he'll withhold no good gifts from me. And we see so many Christians living below where God wants them to be and, and living in fear and living in worry and living in those places when they don't need to be because they have forgotten who they are. They have forgotten the promises that God has given to them. You know, we talked last week about miracles. Um, there are people that don't believe that there's miracles as the Bible would define a miracle. And healing and raising the dead and healing the sick and the blind seeing and all those. I believe the Bible when it says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That he didn't just heal people at one period of time. He didn't just do all these miracles at one period of time, but that he is still doing them. And that's our job is to go communicate and demonstrate, proclaim that and demonstrate that as believers. We're still talking about being a missionary domestically, stateside. <laughs> and we have to tell people that. Well, you know, and it talks about not being mature, and it talks about not understanding righteousness. See, if I don't believe that God's going to do any of those things, I'm never going to pray for anybody. Well, I'm I never going to expect a miracle. I've never. We've had three different miracles in our church. People that the doctors, one of them was my aunt. The doctors had her whole family in and said, you know what, she's not going to make it through the night. You need to say your goodbye. She's still alive. It's been at least six months. 
They don't know. God does all kinds of things that the doctors cannot explain. Right. And it's back to according to your faith. And, and, and faith gets built up in you. And faith is trust, confidence, reliance on God. It gets built up as you fellowship with him through his word. As you, the scripture says, your word I've hidden in my heart. You got to hide that word in your spirit and don't allow the enemy to steal it because he wants to steal the seed. That's what he wants to do immediately. And I was just thinking as you were speaking, I was thinking of Isaiah 26, verse 3. And he, this Isaiah is the prophet speaking of the Lord. He says, you will keep him or her in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because they trust in you. And he says, trust in the Lord forever. That's what faith is. Trusting in the Lord forever. Regardless of what I'm going through. Regardless of what How the circumstance looks. in my country look. In my neighborhood. I'm still going to trust in the Lord forever. And I'm going to go tell people the good news. That's what Jesus said. Go and make disciples of all nations. Nations means ethnos. People groups. Not just your people group. All people groups. Because God so loves the world. And we got to tell him what he said. And everybody likes to quote John 3.16. But John 3, 17 says he didn't come in the world to condemn it, but to save it. That's what that's See, that's the gospel. Right. That's the good news right there. Right. Because he could have come and condemned it. Right. I mean, easily. He showed up and said, all right, <laughs> you know, this is this. Well, well I was mess. watching uh, on TBN last night. I was watching this. It must have been the Bible, the Bible story. But they were on the segment of Noah. Well, well, we know what God did to Noah's generation. Yeah. He came to condemn him because he flooded them all. But. That was before Jesus' you know, manifestation, but he's, in Jesus' case, after John 3, 16 and 3, 17 says, he didn't come to condemn but to save. And the scripture says he's rich to all who call upon his name. And whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Not condemned, he will be saved. And that's what we have to communicate, proclaim, and demonstrate in our mission field. And again, our mission field is Safeway. It's when, when we go out throughout our day, we have a mandate to make disciples because we're ambassadors for Christ. We're representatives. We're also, what it says in Corinthians, we're ministers of reconciliation. We all are. And over in First Peter, it says, you have an anointing. We all have an anointing. If you're in the family of God, you have an anointing to fulfill the highest calling and the purpose and plan that God has for your life. And all of us, he wants us to be ministers of reconciliation. But we have to know that. Back to being on milk and meat. Right. Back you to know, knowing, understanding you, righteousness. Right. You have understanding to understand that. Are. So, And don't think this is just for you and it's just for the good people. Righteousness is just for good people. No, it's for all people. The Apostle Paul, God proved that to us through the Apostle Paul because we know what he did. He drug Christians off and had them killed, women and children. And God still used him to write half of the new testament so we have to always remember that and paul was a missionary <laughs> to the gentiles yeah so we have to remember that god loves people and again i like to keep the gospel simple you know i just tell people simple adam and eve separated us from god we we lost our fellowship with god through their disobedient act god had a plan called redemption and it was to send his son birth himself into the earth through a virgin 
which is all sounds impossible, but we just got to believe I mean, it. Yeah, it all sounds impossible, I mean, but we got to believe it. I mean, just the words there, you know. Right, right, right. right. Gonna, he's going to be born of a virgin, and we're like, yeah, right. Yeah, and he's going to die how, for how, mankind. He's mean, gonna, how, how's anybody going to be born of a virgin? Right, right. But anyway, but he's born to die right. for mankind. But at, in the meantime, he's I mean, going, none of that plan makes any sense. Well, but in a, the meantime, do all that. Standpoint. We know he was birthed to die, but in the meantime... He's going to demonstrate to us how we were originally supposed to operate on the earth. Because when Jesus a king comes, the king's going to build a big palace. The king's going to get a big army together. The king's going to overcome everybody. Well, he said he's going to build this king, but he said this kingdom. But he said in Luke seventeen five, the kingdom of God is in you. But I mean, that's why so many people couldn't recognize him. I think that's why so many people don't recognize him today, is because he just doesn't come like they expect him to come. Well, it does come. It comes inside of you. Right, but, but eventually I mean, it know, comes the, out of the you. The Jews thought that he was going to show up. Well, their Messiah was going to come. He was going to he he'd have the biggest palace around. He was going to subjugate all those people around, and he was going to make everything straight. Well, going to make everything right. He was going to restore them back to their again, glory. That's what they thought. Just like the subject we're on, people think to be a missionary, you got to go to a foreign land. Right, that ain't true. Right. <laughs> So things we think or believe ain't true. We have to uproot those thinking, thinking, and replant the seed of the word of God in to get some new thinking. And Jesus was constantly telling them, no, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. It's inside of you. So now as it gets planted and grows up inside of you, you can manifest it by words. Jesus spoke words to heal people. He spoke words to feed the multitude. He spoke words to, 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 to curse a fig tree, to make it wither. Spoke words, again, to heal people. Everything he did, actually, he spoke words so much, and God loved words so much in Revelation, it said he shall be called the word of God. God called Jesus the word of God. Again, that's how the kingdom is going to come as we eat and feed on the word of God. Remember, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. We feed on the word of God, the kingdom of God grows up in the inside of us, and we can manifest it by decreeing and declaring, proclaiming, and demonstrating it. And, and in the same way we mature, you know, uh, to go back to that baby analogy from the first part of the show, you know, a baby learns to walk and then it learns to run. Then it learns to ride a bike and then it learns to drive and then it learns to do all these different <laughs> things over time. So now you're born again. Now you got a same little, you got to increase steps. Now what we increase in knowledge. Don't use though the fact, well, I've only been a Christian for a year or five years or 10 years as an excuse not to be growing. Well, Richard, he's only been born in the earth for 10 years. He shouldn't be walking. He's only been around for 10 <laughs> years. Get it, boy. At least let him get 20. Well, that's going to do it for this segment. You guys, you know, we're, we're out of time right now, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, 
Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.